When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. show it's smooth jazz friday here on the moan show along with a little bane because you know why DJ? bane bane yeah. bane you mean bane as in as the dark knight as in <gasps> you, you you merely adopted the darkness <laughs> i was born in it <laughs> i Any, love that anybody <laughs> who doesn't know what moan is talking yeah. about first of all first of all understand that, was that Dark Knight Returns? Is that what it's called? Uh, no, that's the Dark Knight. Just that's the Dark the Knight. Yeah. The one that was filmed in Pittsburgh. The one with Heath was Ledger. With Heath Ledger. And the one, yeah. of course, that included the famous scene over at Heinz Field. And yes, I can call it Heinz Field in that context because that's what it was. Yes, it was. Now, were you in this? Were, did you did you sneak in? I wasn't, DK. I didn't make the cut, uh, man. I didn't make the cut. How could I, they? How could they relinquish such star power? Young and not important, okay? That's what that was. I had no accolades. I was undrafted the year before. I was done, though, okay? Uh, I think the I just think, like, Christian Bale, Anne Hathaway, Heath Ledger, Ramon Foster. Like, something like that, you know? Nah, I'm with it. That, That makes all the sense to me, okay? Like, legitimately. But they went to go with guys like... Heinz Ward and Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger. Marquise Pouncey, Cologne. Pounce? Pounce and Willie? Yeah. They, the Max Starks, I think. I think Kiesel. And Heinz was Smith. in. Heinz scored a touchdown. Remember with all the bombs going off? Yeah. That, that, like he was. <laughs> the Heinz was running that fast. Maybe early Heinz, okay? I think he was, was some blocking coach. all the bombs on the way yeah. down the field. Uh, I think Omar was in it too. Current GM Omar Khan was in it. He got blew up in the press box. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Somebody told me today, matter of fact, my co-host, man, sometime this week told me that um, the kicker, now I need somebody to correct me. I need to look it up myself. The kicker, the person that kicked the ball off was actually the mayor of Pittsburgh. That sounds like a Ravenstall thing. He, he was, let's go. Let's see the people come and correct us on this one. But why not just use who was the kicker at the time? Wasn't it Skippy? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we we Jeff will, Reed. was Jeffrey. It was Jeffrey, yeah. but it wasn't him that kicked the ball. It was some, my my co-host in Nashville told me it was the mayor of. That's something he would do. Yes, he so, was so, all over everything because he was the youngest mayor in the country at the time and he was going on letterman and everywhere so yes that definitely sounds that sounds like something he would actually insist on 
I, I love to know who threw something or cursed out the TV or the movie, the fact that they blew up the field in Heinz Field. Like, you're going to choose our stadium to do this in? But it, it was so cool, the production of it, though, DK. When they were pulling guys to do it, I didn't really know what was going on or how big this movie was going to be. Goodness. That, I, by far, if it's on, I'm stopping to watch it. I have to ask you this, because we're just obviously going to have a ridiculous episode today. But uh, you've met people in your line of work who are a really big deal. And I'm not going to say if you would have run into Christian Bale or Anne Hathaway or anyone like that, that you would have been starstruck or whatever. But have you ever been starstruck? Like anybody that you met or even played with or against? Like that you have that like <gasps> feeling when you meet them. Dorset. No hey, kidding. When, when I saw him at a pit game, yes, I got a picture with him and my boys. That was a, a, a really cool moment. Um, uh, Walter Jones, okay. seeing him. Uh, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. That was really cool uh, seeing him. Chadwick Boseman. You remember when he was on the sideline? I do. I that, do. That RIP to him, man. Uh, yes, and, especially after the fact, right? Oh, yeah. my God. And we didn't know. Remember, people were talking like, he's super skinny. Well, He's now a little 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 dude, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. now we knew why. He never said a thing. Uh, but I think one of the most like what the heck moments <laughs> was going to Chris Kimoatu's house. Uh-oh. Juicy is what we called him. And he stayed on the south side in this <laughs> this old renovated funeral home. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. I never went downstairs because the downstairs portion was no. where they used to embalm the, the, the bodies. They did the okay? work, yeah. You know, they did the work there. Yeah. But you walk in this place, and it's just this random building. You go in, and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, this place is nice. And he had just got paid and everything like that, so it was super nice. But I'm going to his house on a Thursday night, okay? Lo and behold, standing outside of his house, on a cell phone, just talking, talking, talking with a big old cigar with a red jacket on was no one other than Suge Knight, the old CEO of Death Row Records. Okay, wow. Marion, what was his, uh, Marion Knight used to play football, also was coached by Coach Garrett Guimont, the strength and conditioning coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers because he's an L.A. guy. And the, the coolest story of it all, I'm telling Coach Gee, Gee, man, I met Suge Knight this weekend. He mean he said, you mean Marion? I said, what are you doing? <laughs> this is Death Row Records, Suge Knight, okay? Yeah. Look up some stories if you don't know who he is. Always big red jacket on a lot of red because he was gang affiliated. And I never get the story. He said he, he walked in and told him. Coach Gee was like, I'm going to have to interview Coach Gee. By the way, I texted Marquise the other night, too. I'm trying to hook him and Ryan Clark up together on the show together. And uh, Pounce is like, Moan, I'm <laughs> I'm waiting to do your show. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. We'll get you on some Marquises coming up soon. Uh, but Coach Gee, got to get him on super interesting. I promise y'all, there's not a more intriguing person. You've talked to him, right, DK? Mm-hmm, um, but he was like, Suge Knight walked into his office and told him, hey, Coach Gee, I'm about to quit football. I'm going to own the biggest rap country, co- company in America. And said he looked at him like, Marion, what are you talking about? You play football. You're making a lot of money. And said, I'm going to be the biggest rap label in America. Lo and behold, he said a few years few years later, Death Row Records with Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and everybody else from that lineage here on out. Unbelievable. I've never yeah. heard this. I've yeah. never heard this. 
he confided with him about leaving football to go. Coach, you got other stories too, man. I want to tease him, uh, but he, there's a, a, a conversation that's always happened in the locker room. And he's not the type to lie. But I don't. Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish, finish. No, there is a, a conversation that he that he was actually called by an individual that had a high speed chase in L.A. in a white Bronco. Oh wow! Apparently, he called Coach Gee, trying oh. to figure out because again, he's in L.A. And he guy. hasn't been on the show yet. You haven't had him. No, you can't do it in season. I, I know. I know. I, we're here all the time. <laughs> and we talked for a while, man. And uh, his kid's playing baseball, crushing it right now, man, and baseball too. And we're baseball dads, so we always have mm-hmm. those conversations. Um, and he'll probably be playing in one of the schools we know real soon. But Coach Gee is very interesting. But I think Suge Knight was the, the one that got me because if you see him on photos, you're like, I'm a walk the other way because that's <laughs> even me. Okay. I'll keep mine really, really short. Um, I do not get easily starstruck by athletes. Once you've covered Mario Lemieux, uh, you just don't get real phased by anybody else. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he has a regal presence around him to this yeah. day. Uh, but there was one former athlete, and he was a stealer, who just floors me every time I'm around him. Oh, don't overthink it, Moan. Last name Green? Hmm? Last name Green? It sure is. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm so glad glad you guessed it. There's something when you're talking to him, you feel so small and insignificant. And I mean, I was just a child. Yeah. obviously, but that makes it even more powerful. He does. He was. He was a stealer among stealers, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and he was still stood out. They have an entire wing in Canton dedicated to that team, and he still stood the tallest. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, we're going to get you ready for the game in Miami. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Uh, since it's his show, and he insists that this story that I was just sharing now yeah. during the break, he says, like, no, 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 you got to tell that one. Okay, all right, so here because I go. Because it's that good, and here I am telling you about some of my embarrassing moments, and I'm like, I'm not going to be the only one on this show. Go ahead. My, mine's so much worse. I mentioned, actually, Moan correctly guessed that Mean Joe Green would be the one guy that I'd get totally starstruck by in Steelers history. And again, not, not that I wouldn't be by a Troy Paul Amalu or somebody else, but I covered them. I covered their whole careers. It's different. You're around them every day. Okay. Yeah. Mean Joe, I see him standing in front of this one dorm where the Steelers will keep guys like John Stallworth, Mel Blunt. You'll see them walking in and out. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Moan. Mm-hmm. And that used to be the place where the media was. Uh, it's since moved. And I saw Mr. Green outside the the building like overlook you know near that hillside where you're looking down mm-hmm. onto chuck Knoll field and i saw him standing there and i'm going okay just go just go ask him just just go introduce yourself just 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 like a, just go just come on no 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 and i'm going no you can't do that he's yeah. if he if he said if he's not nice yeah. it'll sting me forever That's okay yeah yeah okay so i go to him and I'm, Mr. Green? 
Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Green? Um, my name is... <laughs> and he was a, just a complete yeah. gentleman. Everything that I've known him since then to be, everything mm-hmm. that everybody knows him to be, anything but mean Yeah, uh, off the field. And it, it just... It it really resonated with me. I had a similar experience with Rennie Stennett, who played second base for the Pirates in yeah. my childhood. A great Panamanian player. We lost him a couple of years ago. Um, just was – I got to meet him mm-hmm. shortly before he passed, Mo, just three or four years ago. That's awesome. And he was on a team with, you know, Willie Stargell and Dave Parker and Al Oliver and these other guys. And yeah. he was with Roberto Clemente and everything. And I'm like, I I say to him, hey, I just want you to know you were my favorite player as a child. And you gotta th- he's got to be thinking, shut up. Yeah. You know, like there's no way. But he actually was. And, and I had a chance to tell him that. Not as a reporter, yeah. not as anything else. I had a chance to tell him that, and then when we pa- when he passed a couple of years ago, that really, really meant a lot to me. Yeah. So the, there's the fact that you were able to kind of say that to just him, just to and, say and yeah. mean it, and mean it, and yeah. mean it. I you went, he went. He's the only player in, in baseball history to go seven for seven in a game. Jeez. Seven for wow. seven. He did yeah. it at Wrigley, Wrigley Field. Seven wow. for seven. That I get it now, DK. I, mm-hmm. And and what's so wild? Like again, I, we're believers in like give people their flowers. Like you see them in a respectful way, say something. You know what I'm saying? I, I had one thing. I had one similar like that with uh, Joe Green mm-hmm. too at the 2019 draft. Uh, I'm covering it for the Steelers because it was in Nashville, and uh, they were like, uh, Mr. Green's inside. You know, he's gonna come out. And man, I sat there and we talked for a second. <laughs> And same as you, I said, Moan, do it. Do I it. said, do it. Do it. I said, you you better do it, okay? Because he was dressed up in a real nice suit. I was nice and casual, okay? I said, Mr. Green, you mind if I get a picture with you too? And I got it. I'll probably submit it so we can put it on here. But here I am just smiling super hard. And because when the legends are around, you 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 sit straight up, you talk, and and you appreciate the moments, and you don't want to seem out of character by asking stuff like that. And I was just like, "Do it, Moan, because he's here in Nashville. You're right next to him. You play on the same field. He's got a lot of rings, but <laughs> he respects you, and you respect him, man. And this is why the Steelers are where they are. So do this. So I I want to know who's the most famous person. You know, our listeners have listened to in the comments or tweet at us. And stuff like that. That would be very interesting to see. Yeah, it's always that's that's actually a great point because you'll see in the comments you're going to see all kinds of names there that, in some cases, you're not going to believe them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's going to be nobody like, better not say Elvis. That's under twenty five. Okay, no, it's like Elvis, Madonna. You know, and it's just going to be this whole like whatever. <laughs> um, you know, at some point or other on this episode, Moan, we're going to have to talk football. We're going to have to do it. This is we just this is better. I feel like though. I know, but we, let's 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 get down to some business here. We okay, can do, do uh, Pittsburgh versus Miami this weekend. Here uh, we have now a pretty good idea. Uh, you know what both of these teams are to some extent because injuries yeah. have had things go in and out for both sides. Uh, both quarterbacks will be coming off concussions, obviously between Tua and Kenny. Who you yeah. got? What's the score? How's it going to play out? 
Man, I actually got Pittsburgh because I don't know what their quarterback situation is. Uh, being that they they have to play this defense, and you got some good parts of it. I feel like this team will also be able to stack a couple wins. If I'm picking anybody, DK, it's the Steelers on this one. Uh, it's not like it's going to be super hot. It won't be. I feel like they'll adjust to it. And I think when you get that that smidge of winning, it take care of itself a little bit. I got Pittsburgh again. We're not scoring a whole lot of points, and I hope God, I hope I'm opposite of that. Okay, I, I'm I'm going, I'm going 28, 28-22, DK. You're you're muted right now. I wish I could hear your score, but you're picking you're picking four touchdowns. Four yeah, touchdowns. I'm picking four touchdowns. I got a four touchdowns. If, if, if there's a breakout game. It's this one in prime time, DK, for Kenny. You know, I I feel like something was triggered with this game against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Where these these guys are back to believing that if they put out at a hundred plus something percent level, that they can get the result that they want. And that is a heck of a place for an individual athlete to be, never mind a collective. If you feel like, hey, this mm-hmm. is in my control, if I just give this much effort or yeah. this much sacrifice or this much not worrying about uh, the pain or the pot- potential for injury or anything like that, then I can succeed today. The Steelers did not have that in Orchard Park. They did not have that before Orchard Park. For that matter, they didn't really have it in Cincinnati when they won. Yeah, This is different, and I have a feeling that this team, including the defensive side of the football, feels like they can now go out and make a difference. I'm with you in picking Pittsburgh, uh, but I think it's going to be much more about the defense than it is about uh, the Steelers putting up four touchdowns. Okay. You know, I, I just I, I have a hard time seeing that offense. I'm with you. I feel like it, with that defense, they'll find a way to uh, put uh, Cheetah uh, in a box. They, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he'll get some movement. Tariq is, is who I'm Tariq Hill is who I'm speaking of. Mm-hmm. He'll get some. I don't see him getting a lot out of this. Of course, you sick. He's the guy that's really good, too. And Wilder, I can't see them getting off like that, DK, this week, simply, as you said, because of defense. But I feel like Kenny's going to duel to this weekend. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Home. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And the only segment that matters, that would be the Hey Moan segment, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order now at the Get-Go Cafe and Market. Better believe it. Moan. Yeah. Today's question comes from Jorge Rico. And Jorge asks, Hey, Moan, if Kevin Dotson continues with his slide in performance, what will be or should be the Steelers' next step? Oh, uh, replace. First of all, do you agree with Jorge or is he putting words in your mouth? You, you just got to get a string of good games. Uh, I don't. Sliding performance, those penalties suck. You know, of course, he's highlighted more because why? 
um, mm-hmm. and, and the hit to the head. And you, everybody goes through something like that. I don't want to, you know, ostracize him and make it seem like he's a guy that's the reason this offense is stagnant. Like, it's really popcorn. Somebody this week could be next, somebody next week. Like, that cohesion of kind of bringing it together is something that's necessary. Again, with the lack of anybody pushing him behind him, because Kevin Green's not in a position right now as, as an inactive type on game day to really force the issue. Uh, Dotson is still learning. I will give him that credit. I know there's no time for that type of conversation because we're, you know, almost midway through this season. Um, offensive lineman, you know this also, DK. It's usually about three, year three, year four. Like the, the, the sweet spots as far as offensive linemen in this league where they really start to take off, it starts about year four, five, six, seven, and eight. You know, like that's where the 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 the, the smarts come in. The techniques get refined. You know what the game is. You know yourself. Uh, there are some unique situations like Marquise ready to go out the gate. Okay. David was ready to go. I actually played early on in my career. And this is the other side too. public perception of what a player is. If they have won a bad game or they're not as good as everybody else, public perception matters, especially at a position where you don't catch the ball. You don't run the ball. You have no effect on the game other than negativity. It's easy to point at that. I'm not excusing him. He does have to step his play up. You said it earlier this week. One of the first things he said, I, me, let me. I know what I did. I got to get better. I take this personally. When when I was in a position, again, I'll stand on this and hold that bullseye. Not a ran, Haloti Nada from the Baltimore Ravens ran through me, okay, and sacked Ben. It was a dirty punch at the end underneath his helmet that broke his nose, but he went through me. And only issue was Ben was able to play the next week, had a quick surgery <laughs> and was ready to play the next week. Um, it's it's a tough position because you also look at the line that was before him. That plays a part into the expectation of what he's supposed to be doing. Um, I don't think he's going to lose his job this year. Um, but when it comes to next season, yeah, I got a real strong feeling he's going to be in a competition with somebody. Well, he, he almost has to be. Uh, you yeah. can't commit that yeah. number of penalties. I told you a couple of times this week that I had a good talk with him immediately after the game. This was before mm-hmm. any of the death threat stuff. And by the way, that's not at all what we're talking about here. No. We're, just talking about, we're just talking about an honest evaluation of her performance, which, by the way, can be critical and yeah. still be okay. You know, you don't have to get all wacko about it. Right. Um, I, I, I think there's been some good to his game. I know he feels like there's been some good to his game, particularly when it comes to run blocking, which everyone can acknowledge right now is his strength. Mm-hmm. Remember when he filled in for Matt Filer and was just yeah. doing yeah. this to everybody down oh. the field? Uh, his pass blocking technique, his pass blocking awareness can continue to use work. Mm-hmm. He is still somewhat new to this league. No one wants to hear that after all this time, but it's true. And he's not going to be a master of everything. Uh, when he got beat, he, he got beat on a blitz. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Let's be fair here. That wasn't mano a mano. He's not lined up with the guy who, who beat him yeah, back to pick him. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what happened. Not too many people are going to barrel him. Yeah. Okay? DK, is- can, can I ask you this? And I know we got to come to a close here in a little bit as we go off into this weekend. But when it when it comes down to this O-line and where they are, too, on our end before that, did we stick around for a little bit too long? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As far as, let's, like, let's, let's planning put it this for way. what's next. Like, let's planning put, for let, what next, you know? Let me put it this way. 
Whenever readers or listeners have accused me in the past of playing favorites with certain guys that I like, okay, you know what example I give them? What's that? I say, you know how I feel about Ramon Foster? Look at the coverage. You know, you have to call it like it is. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and in your final year, there were occasional struggles. There were times, yeah. I don't, it wasn't bad. Right. Okay. But there were occasional struggles. And there's a, there's a polite, professional way to say, hey, maybe yeah. this, maybe this is it. And I did put that into print a couple of times. Now I'm sitting here right now saying this to you, and it's a little uncomfortable. But when it's true, it's true. But it's, and it's also the job. Yeah, it is. And it's also the job. So the, where you guys were concerned, um, it, it happened in different, it wasn't unified. It wasn't right, everybody right. this or that, okay? And contrary to public misperception, I think, Marquise's end wasn't a bad snap. Bad snaps happen, okay? Damn it, yeah. Yeah, it's, Marquise's end was the fact that he was killing himself to stay on that ankle, Okay. Yeah, uh, it, it had nothing to do, nothing, zero, zero, zero to do yeah. with the bad snap. Okay, mm-hmm. Dave started wearing down from injuries. Dave was tired of dealing with injury in general. Okay, um, Allie's Al, performance wasn't the same. It was like mine was before I ended up pulling out too. So there was. And, and Al wanted another paycheck or two, and Al went and got another paycheck or two. This is stuff we could say on this show that yeah. you're never going to hear from anybody and else. They will okay, tell you that too. Yeah, and they will. They will now. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. at the time. He, you imagine Al standing at the Ravens headquarters in Owings Mills. Hey, everybody, I'm here for another paycheck <laughs> while robbing them. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. <laughs> but yes, that that line was probably held together for a year too long. However. Yeah. I'm always going to put a big asterisk next to that. It never needed to be that way. Meaning, if the Steelers hadn't just flat out stopped drafting offensive linemen, like they acted, Kevin Colbert did, Mike Tomlin did, like you guys were actually going to be there forever. Like they couldn't come to grips that you I weren't think- going to be there. I think we hit a everybody kind of, and I don't even want to credit myself whatsoever on that one, but I think in in the eyes of the group, when I was done, I think reality hit everybody like, oh, it ends, you know? And then the pandemic didn't help, of course. No. So it, it we, no, that, we, that, it that could have thing maybe helped. Dave came back for training camp. Remember, everybody knew he wasn't yeah. playing. You know, I think it could have got to that point to where you could kind of siphon off of it a little bit or teeter off of it, but it just one and then four were gone, you know? Yeah. So no. it didn't lend itself to really train up Dotson, Green. Chooks was there a little bit. I mean, you look, look at the left tackle, like all young dudes. So when I asked that question, like, did we stay a smidge too longer? I appreciate the finances side of it, but <laughs> I can see that. And I can see why Kevin them kind of did it that way too. Yeah. Yeah. I think to some extent too, you have to remember that Kevin knew he was coming to an end and uh, anyway. Well, and, and then there's the other side too. Like they were adamant on trying to get us a ring. I know this. They And they told you so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and told you so. Well, I, I I I'll applaud that, but I also think you can draft offensive linemen along for the sure. way. For sure. So, 
and I don't just mean you know whatever random fifth or sixth rounders they were they there were bringing in on occasion. Point. There yeah. needs to be a first. There needs to be a first round or second rounder. And that, by the way, needs to happen next year. Next year. Yeah. Let's do it again Monday after the game. Will. No doubt.